When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Today, we're going to talk about an alien species that has been seen throughout history uh, for millennia and has been talked about by Randy Kramer and other UFO, uh, alien, government conspiracy whistleblowers. So, I came across an article um, on theshinenewspost.com, and it talks about how a legendary ancient thunderbird was real, and it may actually exist even these days. So, they actually talk about some documented recorded reports that were in newspapers with pictures that have just n- not been brought up in present day. They've just been sitting in these newspapers for hundred years or more. So we're going to look at these today. Um, just to give you an overview of one of the most recent podcasts I had done um, about Randy Kramer's, Randy Kramer's kind of bombshell um, who was talking with Emery Smith on uh, Gaia's television network. And it's fascinating because he talked about this pterodactyl-like species that's very ancient, very ancient, not, not as recent as many of these other species that have been coming to visit us, but very ancient and working on wisdoms and religious ideologies um, and theoretical ideologies that are beyond what normal aliens are helping us out with. Most aliens are helping us out with technologies, um, maybe you know health technologies, military technologies, um, that sort of thing, even lifestyle technologies like creating 3D printed food. But these pterodactyl species are helping us with like questions that have been long to be answered like like historical questions and uh theoretical wisdom questions so they're you know these are probably questions that aren't even in our ideology our mainstream ideology um but he stated that they are in a certain level um of the bases that he worked in um where they had their own level where they were able to function freely and the level was specifically created and designed and architect, uh, architected, whatever you want to say, 
uh, designed for these species to be able to move around. They have very large heads, very large wingspans, very large bodies, so they needed the, the, the floor to be created for them to be able to function and move around. <clears throat> now, getting back to this article, they actually have a picture in this article of some men who captured this humongous pterodactyl-like creature, and this head is enormous. It's the size of, of a man, basically. Maybe just a, sh uh, a few inches shy. Now, not even, because I'm looking at, at a man here, and it looks about the size of a man. The wingspan is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Eight men long. Okay, they're all standing in front of it with the wings um, stretched out. But this thing looks very ancient, very old. It looks like a pterodactyl, but it's humongous. Um, I don't know how large pterodactyls were, but I don't know if it was this big. Um, it's definitely bigger than any bird that we know of. So let's go to the article here and we can talk about it a little bit. So they state that Native Americans in North America car carved totems and old myths about strange creatures such as thunderbirds. The fabled creatures are shown as enormous birds capable of producing thunderstorms, according to old legend and lore. They were servants of the great spirits of the world, and they lived on isolated mountain peaks. These beasts were both feared and admired at the same time. So they called them thunderbirds, they were, they were capable of producing thunderstorms, so they believed, and they were servants of the great spirits of the world. Now, isn't that interesting? Because servants of the great spirits of the world would kind of indicate that they, they have this supernatural or higher level intelligence or higher level purpose. And that's exactly what is echoed by Randy Kramer and Emory Smith. Now back to the article, they talk about a pterodactyl pterosaur genus encompassing some of the world's most giant flying reptiles has been assigned to these species. Fossilized remains have been discovered throughout North America. Lucky us. Even though these animals perished millions of years ago, there is evidence that the North American region... Uh, people in the North American region reported these encounters with giant birds and lizard-like characteristics over 200 years ago. Photographs from the American Civil War in 1864 show a large bird standing beneath the boots of six American soldiers. Now, they have the, that picture here as well. Now, that bird looks very similar to the bird that is uh, in the picture up above, I don't know if it's the same bird or not because they don't talk about what, what's in that picture or where that the initial uh, picture is, the first picture in this article. But the second picture almost looks identical, although in the first picture it looks like these guys are lumberjacks. In the second picture they definitely look like they're in Civil War attire. So this is very interesting because there's multiple different pictures now, not just one that could have been doctored, made up, whatever. But these pictures look pretty legit, and an 1864 Civil War photo of these creatures. Now, one could say, well, maybe it existed in 1864, but doesn't, it doesn't exist today. But this picture that's above the Civil War picture looks much more recent. And again, 
Randy Kramer talks about the fact that these these beings are helping us. These beings are, are extreme, extremely intelligent. Now, could these beings in these pictures be the same pterodactyl-like species that's helping us? They could be. Who knows? Maybe maybe one escaped uh, purposefully, or maybe it was just out for a flight, or, you know, to get some R&R, to get some rest, to get out of the government building that they were in, um, to have some peace and quiet. Um, or it was just, you know, we got to think that other species might have mental breakdowns too, just like we do. They suffer from emotional wear and tear, burnout, anxiety, stress, PTSD, even schizophrenia. So is it possible that maybe one of these species escaped from the deep levels that they were within the military base and then decided to go out for a flight? It's definitely possible. Um, so could they have captured these creatures? Sure. Um, there's another story in 1977, more recently, uh, that included three teenagers from Lawndale, Illinois. They spoke about being hunted until one of their buddies, Marlon Lowe, was grabbed by a large bird. And as you can see, evidence of strange species that we thought were extinct is accumulating. However, as time passes by, new technology becomes available, and more and more previously unknown and unfathomable creatures will be uncovered. What's interesting is that these are just a few stories, okay? This is just what's published. How many of these creatures, or at least maybe not necessarily how many creatures, but how many of these stories are probably out there that probably just weren't talked about because of fear of ridicule or ostracizing from their family or, or their society or community. Um, so what's interesting to me is that throughout this world, just on Earth, we've had all kinds of species, grays, reptilians, um, red-eyed brown creatures, um, chupacabras, uh, robotic-like creatures, uh, men in black, now pterodactyl-like creatures, all of these creatures, and many, many more. That's just a few. Many, many more. I mean, we even have, like, aquatic-like creatures um, that have, like, an, almost an entire uh, encased head of water that was described by one uh, uh, alien encounter. You know, there's so many different species. It's not impossible to have the pterodactyl species out there. What if this pterodactyl species is indigenous to the planet and it survived the blast that happened during the war between the reptilians and the, uh, the humanoids, uh, the Nordics, uh, you know, 65 million years ago? What if they were able to survive? Or maybe they're not even part of the reptilian uh, or dinosaur-like family that was here on Earth. They could be from a totally different planet and have come here totally separately. We know this is possible because there's plenty of humanoid-like species out there that look just like us with very minor differences. And there's, there's a lot of reptilian species out there too that look very similar to us, only with minor differences. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities for life to survive and thrive and develop on other planets and then come to Earth 
through flight. So, what do you think about this pterodactyl species? It seems wild, it seems crazy, it seems like something out of a sci-fi movie, but yet we've heard so many other bizarre entities like reptilians that can shapeshift. And, I mean, little greys with, you know, telepathy and even Nordic species that look just like us. The, the possibility for life is endless out there in the universe, so the possibility for these pterodactyl-like species to exist is highly possible. Um, again, you know, I'll refer back to that last podcast about about these pterodactyl species and Randy Kramer's statements is that I, I just find it super fascinating that they're working on kind of like these historical wisdoms and, and these these like theoretical questions. It's almost like they're like the Albert Einstein of the universe, you know, they're like these like these highly scientific but also highly philosophical species um, that are very, very ancient. You know, and when we think about these species too, you know, it's interesting to think about how do they actually manipulate, you know, their a utensil? How do they manipulate um, creating a craft? How do they manipulate their everyday life if they have wings? You know, do they have hands somewhere? Do they, do they have psionic powers, meaning, you know, telekinesis, meaning they can move things with their minds so they don't have to use appendages? Um, you know, what is the basis around these species? And one interesting concept to think about is that they could be interdimensional, meaning that they don't, they're not bound by the space-time that we are. They can come in and out of these timelines or dimensions, I should say. And, you know, that might even be too much for many people. They might say, well, that's just too far-fetched. But we have documents, even in the government, they say these species, not these species, but alien species may be interdimensional as well. Um, so they could come from another dimension where their skill set with their body works perfectly fine, but they come here and their skill set's a little bit, they need a different skill set, but their mind works better than their, their physical body. So if they came into communication with our higher intelligence staff and said, hey, we want to, you know, discuss some things with you um, that would make the universe a little better, you know, and, and work on some things, but we're going to need these facilities and these these tools and they can communicate with their mind, then they wouldn't need the physical body to be as adept as their mind can be to this environment. Really fascinating stuff. Really, really kind of, you know, mental food to chew on. And that's what I kind of want to bring to you guys, just something for you guys to chew on just for a few minutes out of your day so you can get a little break, a little something to think about, and, you know, move about your day and continue to question our own existence on this planet. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hopefully you guys are taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, and emotionally. You know, continue to follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Whatever they are, whatever they may be, continue to work on them. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care in Lockdown Universe out.